Welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. May you live your truth. Hi, welcome to Dr. Aaron Show. It's been a while since we've been here and I'm so excited because we're going to be talking about discovering your purpose and calling and I have El Ross in the house. Thank you so much for coming all the way down here today. <laughs> I am so grateful. Love coming into town and also just really, really grateful to be talking with you today. Oh, so Elle is incredible. She is the host of Primal uh, Podcast, which I was on the other day, which is amazing. And you guys touched millions of people through that podcast, right? Yeah, we've had over 12 million downloads and about 245 episodes. Holy it's called cow. the Primal Blueprint Podcast and it's 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 health, mind, body, but it is rooted in ancestral paleoprimal health, which is just align aligning our human DNA mm -hmm. uh, with with diet and lifestyle. Right, and you guys all you also have the paleothyroid uh, solution, which is near and dear to my heart because my father also deals with this a lot as a natural doctor. So this is so important for so many women, especially, right? This is an epidemic. So 200 million people worldwide and at least uh, the number one prescription in America, 60% undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. um, this this is a thing that can be solved and unfortunately a lot of people are going to doctors that are practicing you know outdated 40 year old mm -hmm. protocols so that's why this book is here to just take control and get it fixed and i just want everyone to know if you've got a thyroid problem it's fixable so just just get on it reach out and um get it i done. love that okay so the intention today is this so i have dr aaron's show is really about teaching universal law mm -hmm. and how to reprogram the subconscious mind those yeah. are the primary thing that we focus on but we, we focus on how that affects your health your wealth, your relationships, and your creative expression. Mm -hmm. But one of the main things, and people reach out to me all the time, is how do I find my purpose and calling? And so I teach that it's really a formula. It's a formula as I've seen it. I've worked with clients, I've taken children through this, I've taken adults through this, and it, I've never seen it not work, but it's a formula that you know is not the truth per se, but is something that I've come up with, which is basically having your passions, plus your talents, plus the things you've had to overcome, so your triumphs so those mm -hmm. three things your passions your talents and your triumphs equals your purpose and your calling and so i thought l russ she is a prime example of this formula coming to life to bring these gifts and this calling that you've brought to the world so i want to hear your story of your trials and triumphs and how you've come to where you are today yeah wow we could spend hours <laughs> i was kicked out of jesuit high school i mean let's start there that doesn't really lead to a great opportunities for getting into a good college when you have been kicked out of high school so i had to keep going up that ladder um but what really hit me in one of my biggest triumphs i've had a couple i suffered from hypothyroidism and so that was a a gift wrapped in poop seemingly right mm -hmm. you know i mean it, it, you can't see the good in that why is this happening to me but then the purpose came out of it but before that many years ago um i'm in my 40s but when i was 22 i was highly successful i was making six figures and um at the top of my game uh the company i was working for was i mean i would have ended up retired at 40 with five porsches and what everyone wants and um one day uh my arms stopped working like I had a terrible disability in my arms, which is severe tendonitis, and it got so bad that I couldn't even lift a fork to my mouth, couldn't mm -hmm. wipe myself. I would never wear my hair down because this was too much, so I just put it in a bun. I couldn't hold my boyfriend's hand. I had to ask friends to carry groceries for me from the store. This was awful, as you can imagine, because at 23, I was told, you are 40% disabled. <clears throat> You're gonna have this for the rest of your life, excuse mm -hmm. me. <clears throat> 
And you will never, ever be able to use your hands repetitively eight hours a day like most people can. So where does that leave you? I can't work at a Starbucks. I can't be a cashier, right? Um, what jobs are there that you don't need your hands 40, 30 hours a week for? But, you know, I think it's interesting because from an outside perspective, like this is, I'm so sorry that you went through that. And I think that it's something that people don't realize because... Jeslyn, who's a co-host of Good Morning Lennon, she has, you know, has dealt with that. And I think from an outside perspective, we just look at someone who might Can't have something and, and it's like, we're like, whatever, no big deal, right? Because you don't see it. It's not really a reality. But when you really start diving in, imagine if you don't, I, I like to start thinking about if I didn't have one of my hands, one of my arms, like life is really challenging. And so I can't imagine how difficult that was. So how long did this happen? Like, when did you realize, like, this is a major issue for me in my life? Well, um, the actual physical disability, I finally then got out of that job and was able to heal over a couple of years where, when I say heal, I can talk with my hands now. I couldn't do that. I would have to have them dead weight all the time because mm -hmm. any motion was uh, too much. So, yes, I still have the disability. I have lived with it. I can't sleep on my sides. You adjust. You know, I spoke with Jeslyn. We have things that you just kind of become attuned to. The tough thing is when people can't see it, like you said, it's either they may not believe it, which is always tough mm -hmm. to experience that because it's horrible because you have it. Um, when you can't see it, it's easy to hide it. So then you don't talk about it. So if you have shame about it, which I had great shame about admitting as an alpha female who was a badass about to make a quarter of a million dollars and then got disabled to say, I'm damaged. I, I, I actually have a problem. That was a, a really tough admission and something that really uh, prevented me from having deep connections with people over time because I was too scared that a man or someone I was dating might reject me or there's a lot of shame around it. And even though people don't understand it and they say, well, what are you ashamed of? You got injured. It's not your fault. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're ashamed about that you're hiding that you feel you might be rejected for is something you got to deal with and mm -hmm. perhaps share. Right. So that was another journey that I had to. But the biggest one was, what do I do now? I'm 23. I got nothing but this. What am I going to do? The interesting thing about it is when I was a child, I loved sketch comedy and improv and Saturday Night Live and all that stuff. And I so wish I could be in TV and film. But I always was like, unrealistic, you know, like a lot of people. I just poo-pooed it and thought, mm -hmm. nah, whatever, that's not realistic. I'm going to go be a lawyer, make a ton of money. That's a joke. So I did the whole go make the money corporate world. And it looks as though the design from the universe was, nope, I guess we have to rip those golden handcuffs off and ruin your arms. And you know what? I'm grateful that it did. And that's mm -hmm. weird to say because I would like the full use of my arms back completely. But on the other hand, what I have learned and the triumphs I've gone through, and it led me to my purpose, mm -hmm. which was an original desire that met up with that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So then I had to pursue, okay, how do you make a living of your voice? You don't just show up to NBC and say, <clears throat> I'm disabled. Uh, you need right? someone, you know, I need help. You only start the Primal Blueprint <laughs> podcast. It's one of the biggest podcasts out there with your voice, right? I mean, amazing. But you look like you have great use of your arm now and your hand. I really do. Um, <clears throat> what I can't do, though, is computer all day long. Handwriting is tough. I can't sleep on my sides. While I might be able to go stand up paddling one day, couldn't do it every day. Mm -hmm. Certainly not going to be a tennis player. Right. So there are things. Traveling through airport with bags, you know, that, that'll flare it up. But the joy is, is that now, instead of having to go work right away or go get on a computer, I can rest it. So mm -hmm. if there is a flare-up, I do get cortisone shots once a year. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's like a baseball player who keeps pitching. <clears throat> and then they injure their arm, then they're out for a year, and then they come back. Mm -hmm. It's a repetitive strain right. injury. So it just keeps coming if you use it in a way that's, that's bad. 
but yes, I do have essential full use. However, I couldn't hold a baby in my arm for very long mm. until I'd have to put it down. There are certain things mm. like you'll never see me just walking around like this. You take it for granted, right? You the take it for granted, the simple things. So back to your purpose and yeah. calling, right? Okay, so you've taken this, you've had this disabilitating you know, thing happen that you had to yeah. leave the job, you had to leave the position you were I in? I did, wow. I did. Wow, okay, I so that's devastating. So you've overcome this now, you've gone through some trials and tribulations, you've, you've healed a bit and you now have found the blessings coming out of this, this what seems to be one of the worst things that could ever happen to somebody, right? And then, so take me through to how this came to where you actually, because we go through passions and your talents. So yeah. what were your true passions? Were your passions, did they come out of this, this these hard times? They did. They were, like I said, I initially had some passions in the arena of possibly being a performer, but I didn't think they were realistic. So when this happened, I was like, well, I guess now my opportunity so I literally did all that I could. I, I flew back to Chicago. I did the second city to do sketch comedy. I then moved back out to LA, got my voiceover demo. I did everything I could. You don't seem like somebody that would do sketch comedy, which is so funny because every time I've had the deepest, amazing like uh, like conversations, I'm like, I wanted to see this woman. Who's this woman? No, I, I have tons of mustaches and wigs and edgy oh, really? dialects. I mean, <laughs> I, I was doing it for years. I did sketch comedy and improv, but here's the thing. In getting out there to try to use my voice, to try to act or, or do these things in Hollywood, then it turned into we're writing sketches we're writing and then it was hey and i can write three four page sketches that doesn't take long but then it became oh let me partner up with some other comedy people have you ever written a screenplay i haven't maybe we should do that so then i just kept going and so going into comedy turned into becoming a writer this is all accidental i never mm -hmm. ever set out to be a writer um even though i was always good at it and if i look back i go okay i wrote people's essays in college for them but i never it was never an intention these passions kept going. The one thing I can say is when you are diverted from something because something is interesting over here, go for the thing that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Don't just declare yourself as one thing. You know, you have to spread it out and just if you follow these passions, they will lead to the right mm -hmm, places. That's right. And then your talents, you know, just from an outside perspective, I don't know you that well, but it seems like one of your, I mean, you're very, you're so giving, first of all, one of your greatest Thank talents you. is that you're just, you go the extra mile with everybody that seems to come into your life. And you also connect people a lot. Like, what would you say, just doing this formula, right, for your, your triumphs, your talents, and your passions, what would you say if you were to ask the people in your life what your greatest talents are? You know, I think um, my, my friends would all say this. <clears throat> they would say, you're never going to get BS from me. One of my biggest talents is telling, to telling it like it is. It's a very downtown Chicago mm -hmm. thing from where I'm from, but it's a, it's a characteristic I would impart on everybody to try to be mm -hmm. more straight up. Tell it like it is. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Don't pretend. Get inner confidence if you're a people pleaser and you're pretending and you've got appearances. Work on that inner confidence because people with inner confidence are truly the most authentic expressors. Mm -hmm. So my friends know they're gonna always get the straight answer. They would also say that, like you, I do feel my mission and one of my talents in life is helping others not only gain confidence, so whether it be helping women mm -hmm. or men. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah. So what were your formula? Would you say, out of all that, your purpose and calling, if you were to sum it up, what would you say that is? I think to really help people realize that like you know, happiness comes from within. You can cultivate it. Like your co-host Rob Mack wrote a mm -hmm. whole entire book about that. Right. Um, I think it really is, because here's the thing, all of those struggles, uh, I didn't get to 
by the house or do the things that a lot of other people were doing because I was kind of broken disabled there. Mm -hmm. So I used to look at it myself like, oh, I wish I was there. But what I've realized is all those people that are there now wish that they had followed my mm. path. They are like, well, what am I doing? I've got the house, I've got the kids, I've got everything, I've got that. And now I'm in my 40s and I'm going, how, how did I contribute? Right. Or, or, or what's my purpose? Mm -hmm. So I am so grateful that I got kicked down, right. even though that's a, a long journey. Yeah. Isn't that the way, I mean, the universe is so brilliant that way. And we think this is the hardest thing, this is the worst thing, poor me, oh, all these things. And I go, you, you have no idea how lucky you are to have these hard things coming on, because that means you are ready to kick it into high gear, so many blessings to come out of it. You know, my purpose and calling came out of when I had a stillborn and realized that that kicked me on my spiritual path gave me my entire life you know my awakening and, and my entire work now is based yeah. on that and that would never have happened probably if i hadn't gone through the hardest thing that i ever went through in my life so yeah that's the message and that's why i brought you here today because i really truly believe that you have such an incredible purpose and calling you also have a documentary tell us a little bit about that yeah uh, so it's an award-winning documentary hopefully it'll be out to the public in the next couple of years um, it's called headhunt revisited and it's a really amazing project it's a uh, the story a true story um, revisited. So there was a woman back in the 20s named Carolyn Meininger and she was a portrait artist and she wanted to be a painter in her own right. And in the 20s, women, eh, you know, tough times. Mm -hmm. So she was married and she lived in Ohio and she was just a free spirit. And the interesting thing is that her husband at the time wrote her a letter that we have um, and said, I release you, go enjoy the world. And her goal was to travel to Melanesia, South Pacific, Solomon Islands, Papua New Guinea, and to paint the indigenous peoples before they became extinct. Now in the 20s, no one was traveling to Papua New Guinea. There were headhunters, there were cannibals, right? And malaria, and it took two years to get there and people just weren't doing that. She took off with her female friend and they just took off with supplies and barely any money and went to the South Pacific and spent four years there, traveled all around. She wrote two books about her travels and she has the most beautiful paintings and sketches from this trip. So what happened was is 60, 80 years later, an underwater photographer named Michelle Westmoreland caught wind of this story when she was in Papua New Guinea, which is a popular place to dive for mm -hmm. scuba diving. And she read her books and she found the family in Berkeley who has all the art that's stored there, got the permission, and then she went back to the, Pop to the Solomon Islands and she literally retraced Carolyn's steps through her book. So it's called Through Brush, Canvas, and Camera. It's, uh -huh. it's really, uh, so Lauren Hutton, the famous uh -huh. actress, yep. is the voiceover of Carolyn from the old mm. times. There's animation, stock footage. It's a beautiful foray between past and present and also offering a portrait of Melanesia and Papua New Guinea and Solomon Islands. Most people don't know about these places or still think they're sketchy, backwards, whatever. Mm. There's a whole revival of things that are happening there in culture. And unfortunately, there's not a good map of their culture there. So when Michelle went back years later and traced the steps and had portraits with her, she would show it to people and they would be like, that's my grandmother. And it was sometimes oh. the only thing they had. There were no photographs. So some of Carolyn Meininger's work is some of the only historical records available. And she actually beat a couple of people to the Fly River, these explorers back in the day that were like, we're the first to go there. Uh, she, she was a badass woman. Right. And so when this woman approached me about this project, about these badass women, and then wanted me to write it. You're like, well, I'm a badass woman too, so let's do like, this let's thing. Let's do this. <laughs> and you know what, again, that's a thing where 
you dive into it. You don't get paid for those things right away. Those are passion projects. Um, and it was one of those things where as a writer, they had said, um, and if people are wondering, I use voice dictation. And oh. I've used it since 1998. Now, I can also edit a little bit, but I've got to be careful. So voice dictation, if you don't have issues, is, is wonderful. So I thought, well, I've never written a documentary. Now, here's the area of confidence. I could have been like, well, I've never written a documentary, so. Uh. Mm -hmm. But instead, I was like, I'm a writer. Why don't I learn how to write a documentary? I bet I can figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. Just take the challenge. I'm so glad I did. It was about 10 years for them to get the actual final film. But being in the full movie theater watching this story, and it is a beautiful story. So anyone can go to headhuntrevisited.com to find out more about the film. Okay, great. And it's just a, it's a wonderful story. It's produced and directed by a woman, edited by a woman, and written by a woman. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's good timing right now. <laughs> so so now you've, you've taken this journey. You've mm -hmm. overcome, like... A major, major thing. I mean, I don't think and that another people, major thing. I don't think that people really, and I still myself, I think until we walk in, in you know, you can't ever mm -hmm. understand it until you've walked through the shoes or whatever, they, whatever that saying is. Um, you know, and I just think that your work is so powerful. You're touching so many people's lives through the podcast, through your book, through documentary, of course. I can't wait to see that. And I just wonder, like, where now? Like, people are like, okay, this is an overachieving, like, brilliant woman. I mean, where do you go from here? More and more books, more and more speaking. You know, I had the opportunity to speak at Paleo FX about my book. Of course, I'm always willing to speak about that. Moving into women's empowerment a little bit right now. Mm -hmm. I have a, a free online summit uh, starting June 17th. You can go to riseupkickass.com. And we've got a, a ton of speakers from a woman who wrote a book on the female orgasm to a Latina lesbian comedian to just, just, just right? kind of everybody. And, and we're like, let's get into this conversation and empower women. Mm -hmm. I was raised by an incredible woman who empowered other women, who helped other women and I think that's why I do that too instead of compete so I'm all about stop competing with other women ladies you know and and let's also we need to mother each other mm -hmm. this is our primal essence right we delivered each other's babies at one point there's a reason women can have a TMI sexual conversation in a spa locker room with a stranger and men don't do that we have that so we need to cultivate and more of that because mm -hmm. modern lifestyle might detach us a bit and so I'm all about women getting along with other women and, and helping each other. I don't have friends I compete with. I've never had contentious relationships with women. I won't do it. My mother never had friends like that. So if you don't have a mother or someone like that, you need to seek out those mentors and the women that you admire, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and they will bring you up. For and, sure. It's that you know. time in history, for sure. So That's many right. women's events going on. I've been doing the same. A lot of a lot of those going on. I think yeah. it's, uh, especially in, in person, I think online's super great, but I think we desire to be in tribe. We desire to be connected um, on all levels. So thank you so much for all your work. Thank you. And I just recommend all of your work to everyone. Really an inspiring, amazing, badass woman. So, and also where can they find you for, for that other summit? Well, first of all, I want to say it's been honestly a real joy to meet all you and everyone who works here. Um, I am so grateful to be able to get this message out, but also sharing your story on our podcast, which will be coming out soon, is was an awakening for me and your book as well. So I'm so grateful that you're contributing to this. Um, 
Yeah, you can go to lrust.com. You can also find the Primal Blueprint podcast every Monday at 8 a.m. We, we have someone new. And I'll be developing a thyroid web course as well oh, instead of just the book. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more in-depth so that people don't have to one-on-one -on -one and I can just really I love that. cover a lot I of love subjects that, right? there. Yeah. So thank you for sharing your purpose and calling story. Mm -hmm. so important for people out there. If you're seeking and you don't know, it's okay. You don't have to know what your purpose and calling is. And you may not have had triumph over the uh, trials and tribulations. So if you haven't, just keep seeking healing. Keep seeking your bliss and you will come to it. I promise you, if you seek, you will find. It is the law of the universe. And just want to say thank you again. You guys will hear uh, just knowing the truth, teaching universal law, teaching you how to reprogram your subconscious mind, teaching you to live in alignment with mother nature and how to treat your body well. So have a beautiful day and may you live your truth.